Are you working hard to keep yourself limited and playing small? Is that working for you? If not, would you like to be changing that now? What if the key to activating your wealth was in the willingness to embody the abundance of possibilities you are? Would you choose it? Join in the conversation now on Living Well with your host, Keisha Clark, and receive tools and facilitation to clear the points of view that keep you stuck in limitation to begin choosing your abundance and living well right now. <laughs> good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are in the great, big, beautiful, wonderful, wide world. Hello and welcome to Living Well here on A2Zen.fm. I am your host, Keisha Clark, and I am here today with something, another sort of installment in our love series for the month of February as we bring it to a close here very soon. Um, but this is the last Friday of February, and so we're going to round out our topics with a really kind of a different twist on the word love. And I have a fabulous guest, which I will introduce here in just a moment. So if you have not already joined us in the chat room, we would love to see you there. If you are anywhere on a screen on A2Zen, if you look at the red bar near the top of the screen, you will see chat room as one of your options. And if you click on that and give yourself a name, you can jump on in. And there is no IQ test or special code. You just give yourself a name and jump right in. And you can submit questions and comments via that way. Um, you can also call us, and there are three numbers plus a Skype option listed near the top of your screen, or probably right at the top of your screen as well. And that's pretty much any screen that you are on in A2Zen, even if you're already in the chat room. So if something comes up and you would really like to join us live on air, you have those options. And you can also join us backstage with the chat room option. And the conversation may go exactly along with the topic, and it may be subtly perpendicular, and always it is a contribution. So thank you, everyone, who's already coming to play with us in the chat room. It is an honor and a privilege and a joy to see you here. Mm -hmm. And this morning we have a guest who I have actually had the privilege of playing with several times on my show. How does it get even better? Her name is Erica Glessing, and she is a publisher, a number one best-selling author, a psychic medium, an editor, a dreamer, a bright writer, an animal communicator, a fabulous mom, a happiness coach, and a totally loving spirit, an all-around fabulous woman, I must say. Her company, Happy Publishing, is dedicated to publishing the works of light bringers around the planet, celebrating six number one best-selling books in 2015. I think it was six. It might have been more. I may be. Don't quote me on that. And already two number one bestsellers in 2016, some of which include the top titles of The Energy of Happiness, The Energy of Receiving, and I'm Having It, which is, just happens to be a book that I am a contributing author to. How does it get more awesome than that? Good morning, Erica <laughs> Blessing. <laughs> wow, that was better than coffee. <laughs> Thank you, Charlie. <laughs> I am happy to have you come back and play. And our topic today, I guess I should let folks know, is our love affair with judgment. And so we have some kind of juicy stuff to play with <laughs> with the topic of judgment. And I guess so. Yeah. So I'll just like let folks know kind of where we're playing to begin with. And that is how many times and ways have you cheated on you with judgment? Judgment can be many things, tempting, seductive, and exciting, as well as misleading and destructive. So what keeps us going back for more judgment? Do we love it? 
do we find comfort in it? Are we addicted to it? Or something else? So that's where we're going to start today. Would you like to jump in, Miss Beautiful Erica, and kind of get us rolling? What do you know about judgment? <laughs> well, you know, here's the thing. Like, if you're if you grew up with a lot of it in your family environment, you could be addicted to it. You could be where you're not even comfortable unless you're being judged, or you could be where it's challenging for you to see yourself as who you truly are. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> because when you start being small around people who judge you, it can be like a fully addictive habit. Like it's you 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 stop even seeing it, and you start understanding like like oh, I feel comfortable around that person because they they're mean to me. <laughs> Isn't that weird? And you might you you. You might see it played out, uh, for instance, in job settings. If you kind of just start looking at the patterns of your life, where have you let people who dislike you be in your personal space? And uh, gosh, you know, I just had this crazy memory of like fifth grade and my parents making me play with someone <laughs> who I didn't like. And it was because she lived nearby and they didn't want her to feel bad. And I'm looking back like my body was telling me not to hang out with that person, right? Right. And 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 so if you look at judgment, it's crazy like that. Like it doesn't like that even seems like well purposed or well intentioned. They wanted the neighbor girl to have friends like I did or whatever. But here's the thing, it was going against it was pushing me to go against my own guidance. And I think that's that's really a good sign that it's judgment. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a little red flag, as we say. Yeah, yeah. like you know, doing something that feels bad, or doing something just because, or yeah, or just um, when we talk about being in love with it. It's like when we don't know anything else. Ah, oh, that's mm -hmm. when it can really get us in the patooties. Yeah. And, and it can be really like, confusing too. Um like because judgment when we when we talk about judgment in this conversation for the in the context of what we're talking about, judgment can actually be something someone says really not very kind and it can also be something that sounds very kind. Um but it can still be it can still stick us because we, we might decide we might go into, Oh, I want more of that so I'm gonna do whatever I can do to get more of that, rather than I'm still going to just be true to me, be honestly me. Um, and that's kind of where that energy of how how many times do we cheat on ourselves with judgment came in for me. Um, so do you have some, um, I, I, I know if you're like any of us on the planet, you probably have a few um, experiences of that. <laughs> 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 Are there any that um, that would like to uh, be a contribution to the conversation? <laughs> well, I don't have a very big one. I mean, I was only married to 19 years for someone who just hated me. It, it wasn't that big of a deal, though. We should probably take on something a little more intense. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure no one can relate to that, being married to somebody who doesn't love them or like them at all. <laughs> Let's see. You treat me like crap. Oh, that feels normal. I'm going to pick you. <laughs> oh, this is really leading to a lot of joyful moments. <laughs> oh, God, I can remember it was so hard for that person 
to do anything for my birthday. And birthdays were a big sacred thing in my family. So my mom loved birthdays, and, you know, my kids love their birthday, and I love birthdays. And birthdays, what's wrong with a birthday, right? Right. I have this memory. We were going camping, and it was uh, either the day before my birthday, I think, and I was clear nothing had happened. Like, I knew nothing was going to happen for my birthday. This was, like, maybe, I don't know, 10 years into the being married to that person. So I remember pulling over, and it was a it was a stationery store. And I told him, <laughs> I go, go in there, and you buy me some paper and some pens. And I don't care what they look like, but you are getting me a birthday present now. How joyful is that? <laughs> Because I'm like, I am not having another birthday where there is no mention of it from you, but I'm wearing your damn ring, right? And I remember, you know, how, how, I know, right? Like, light or heavy? <laughs> I know, really? So I, I had a happy day. It was my 50th birthday, and I had actually let go of that relationship and uh, and I was in a hotel room with my kids, and we just did it. We had the mo- we I picked the most fancy hotel in the area. It had a beautiful pool and a jacuzzi. There was like banners all over, <laughs> and I had like and I was just celebrating like I, I mean it kind of looks strange to me in my mind's eye right now, but it was a really fun day, and it was like a celebration for me of like you know, standing in my own skin and, and looking yeah. at my life differently, you know, and, and and letting go of that other person's job of keeping me down, you know, like, mm-hmm. I gave him that job. I mean, you know, I hired him really good. <laughs> <laughs> Who have you hired oh, to mess God. up your head? to be with yourself and choose for you, um, what was that like? I mean, two decades or almost two decades is a very long time to spend in a relationship that is not about value and love and sharing and co-creating. So what was that like, that moment? (laughs) Well, the better moment was um, July 7th, 2011, (laughs) at about... 7 a.m., and that's when I woke up to knowing I was leaving. And I, it's really, it's really etched. Like, I just woke up. I had my three children. They were then, like, much smaller, you know, like 8, 9, and 10, or 7, 8, 9, or something like that. And uh, we were in, we were on a trip, so we were out of town, and, and I woke up, and, and I, I won't tell all the details about it. (laughs) Some things don't need to be retold. And I just woke up and I knew. And I gave myself permission and my whole body breathed. And I went, oh my gosh, I don't have to do this drama anymore. And, you know, there's an addiction to drama. There's an addiction to... It actually plays out with the judgment and the drama and the feeling small. It actually plays out chemically in our systems. And so releasing it sounds like, oh, yeah, you know, I want to do that. Oh, yeah, that sounds great. Oh, yeah, I'm in. 
And then your body's used to whatever. It's just like sugar, it, you know. It's like, oh, yeah, until 3 o'clock when I messed up my candy bar. I'm not saying, I don't, sugar doesn't do that much for me, so I can joke about it with, like, total lightness, you know. Yes. <laughs> so make, don't, t- don't touch my coffee, though. But anyways, right. so, yeah. Yeah, so it's funny because it's actually a chemical addiction, physical addiction, emotional addiction. And then if we've twisted love in our lives where we couldn't accept it freely, then it also turns into that kind of um, battering or abuse addiction, which um, I I think, Keisha, the hardest thing for me was to even recognize that I was being abused, like, I didn't think this conversation would go this way. But I didn't, I remember sitting there at the, one of my kids plays hockey, and I remember sitting there at the restaurant where we sit and we watch the games. We're like above the the ice. And so we're in like a warm restaurant watching them dead below us. And this lady was sitting next to me, and it was about a year, I think it was after I had decided to leave, but I hadn't quite left. And it hadn't quite manifested itself as, you know, different houses, and I go, so I guess if I think I'm abused, I was, I still didn't have clarity that I was, do you see what I'm saying, like, yeah. it's so insidious, it's, so, it's, so, it's just kind of creeped in, like, all strange, so that, um, and then others' judgments of that person wasn't as someone who could do that, right, mm-hmm. so then I would doubt my own experience, and that's so cool, like, I'm still getting awarenesses all the time. <laughs> it's crazy. Like if you if you if you think someone is treating you in a manner, you know that is less than, um, then look at it without the self judgment. Like how how could I let this happen? Or you know, oh gosh, I'm a strong woman in all these other places. You know, because there are those who we give up our potency to, and it's usually like we don't give it up to most people. But then there's those people that squirrel in. (laughs) I love that. They might be called mom or something, so they have this big job in our life so we think they get to fuck with our heads. Excuse me. I mean, I didn't say that at all on live radio. (laughs) You bleep me, baby. So, yeah, like, oh, I gave you this job, so now you have a lifetime uh, get out of jail free card to mess with me. No, you know, no, it's time <laughs> right. to not have that. Yeah. I mean, what's your experience with, like, that pattern of, of abuse or letting people call it love but twist it up or cheat, as you say? Yeah, for me, it showed up really frequently with verbal um, kind of disrespect. Uh, I chose a few of my relationships that were there was really more of that kind of verbal sparring that went on. Mm. And it was almost like this contest of wit. And for a while it was like, I I found that to be fun. I found that to be exciting, you know, because it was what I learned by a lot of the example that was around me growing up and in school. And, and in school, I can say that it's part of where I learned to play that game because um, I was not, I was not one of the kids that looked like all the other kids. I was not one of the kids that acted like all the other kids, and I was not one of the kids that found. I was kind of a geek, really. Um, mm. And so, you know, I also looked 
physically very different from the majority of the kids in my school, in my early grade school years. And so you kind of learn to get a mouth on you to sort of demonstrate that you can stand up for yourself. And so that sort of translated into my relationships in my early adulthood. Um, and I can say now it, it really wasn't fun. It actually took a lot of energy to do Ooh, that. Oh, that's a good point. And Thank it, you it, for it, bringing it, that up. Yeah. yeah. And and when I look yeah. back, once I began to like get some clarity on it, as I look back, I look at this sort of this really unkindness that is masked or disguised as this is just the way we bond. And to me, I'm like, I'm not having that anymore. I no longer desire that to be. <laughs> My method of bonding. <laughs> it's not that I need to bond. No. <laughs> you, I mean, the point you brought up actually is like just this dead-on point, which it kind of like snuck in. And, mm-hmm. oh, I think I'll say it really quick. If you're the CEO of your day mm-hmm. and you're choosing to get somewhere, you can't get there if you're all embedded in drama or arguments or feeling hurt or thinking about someone who's unkind or whatever the way that it manifests in your life. So it's a really easy way to stay small. Yeah. <laughs> How much fun is that? <laughs> not that we do that ever. <laughs> not that we ever let that happen, ever. <laughs> I would know nothing about that. <laughs> no, me into this, there is this fascination I have with, what do we think playing small is actually going to get us? That's so fascinating <laughs> to me. You know? So, so let's, let's Oh my gosh, that is a that perfect topic. topic. <laughs> yeah, because no one does that. So let's no, do that. God. That's so perfect. Your concept. <laughs> oh my god. And what that does not oh create. Oh my god. begun to ask yourself what you truly desire to create in your life? What if you being willing to embody abundant living was the key to your wealth and to creating greater in your life? And what if that could also be the invitation for more people to be willing to embody abundant living? Would that be a contribution to you and your body and to other people and their bodies? And might that also create more in the future? Join Keisha Clark Empowerment Agent and the host of Living Well Radio Show to discover, uncover, and crack open the wealth of possibilities you are every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Central, 9 a.m. Mountain, and 8 a.m. Pacific on A2Zen.fm. What if there's nothing wrong with you? What if you're far greater than you've ever given yourself credit for? What if it's time to know the gift and the contribution you are to the world? and to like yourself a lot more. Hi, my name is Dane here. 13 years ago, I started to truly ask questions. Actually, I started to be the question, and everything changed for me. Asking questions opens doors to infinite possibilities. And it's not about finding the answer. It's about being the question, always. 
What I'm inviting you to step into is something that Einstein, Marie Curie, Newton, Da Vinci, Gandhi, Picasso, and Aristotle all knew to be true. What if no question is too big or too small? What if anything is possible for you? What if together we could create a kinder, gentler, happier world? Is now the time? Go to beinguclass.com and sign up for a free video series, My Gift to You. Beinguclass.com What if you, truly being you, are the gift and change this world requires? beinguclass.com How much of your life are you truly living? Are you creating your life in celebration of your strengths and capabilities? What would your life be like if you were choosing the abundance of possibilities of you now? Connect with Keisha Clark, your Living Well Empowerment Agent now for a different perspective on creating the life you truly desire to be living. Call in with your questions in the U.S. 815-880-8255 in Canada at 613-800-8736 in the UK at 033-0001-0625 by Skype at a2zen.fm or by emailing Keisha at livingwellnow at gmail.com Now back to our show. <laughs> Welcome to the next segment of Living Well here on A2Zen.fm. I am Keisha Clark, and today we're having a conversation about our love affair with judgment, and I am talking to the amazing Erica Glessing. Hey, Erica, and we touched on something kind of interesting just before the break, talking about playing <laughs> small and our uh. strange compulsion we have, many of us have with that at some point in our life. So, yeah, uh, this it always fascinates me. It's like if I make myself not as fill-in-the-blank, loud, potent, boisterous, funny, laugh, you know, whatever, then so-and-so will be comfortable around me or won't be threatened by me. And that's yeah, and really such a crock of shit. <laughs> well, here's the funny thing. And I remember I was having a chat with someone who was like, she just wasn't really understanding why it mattered that she, let's just say, let go of someone who kept slamming her daily. <laughs> uh-huh. I mean, she understood like it was coming, but she just didn't understand why it was vital. And and so I'm calling this kind of being small in a different way than most people think because what I say is, mm-hmm. if, let's say we want to go to L.A. and we're in a car, and we're driving there. And it takes normally approximately six hours. If you, you know, go pretty fast and don't stop a lot. It can be about eight hours if you have three little children. <laughs> yeah. Okay, because they need a day break. And then if your bladder is like mine, you know, it's like eight and a half. <laughs> but if you're embroiled in a huge event of drama nature, it could take you 20 hours. Like, you didn't even get in the car because you had an argument, and then your car didn't work because you didn't have enough money, so you had to get this fixed, and you had to get that fixed, and then you get on the road, and someone else gets in drama, but you've got a drama magnet now because you're just, like, this drama person, and it shows, and so now there's, like, this weird accident, and you you kind of got the feeling not to take this one road, but you didn't pay attention to it because you always take this other road, so you weren't listening because you were maybe arguing on your cell phone with someone. Right? And so now you take this one road, but it's like 
you know, down to one lane because they're doing stuff. And if you've ever gone LA to San Francisco, five goes down to one lane, you know, a qu quarterly, you know. So if it is going to do that, you want to travel at a different time. I mean, there's ways around it. It doesn't have to delay your trip seven hours, but it can. And so when you fall out of awareness, it's like when then everything just takes longer. And that is actually characteristic of playing small. Because everybody says, oh, I want to play big, I want to play big, I want to play big. But playing big, it isn't playing big. Like right now you have to be making $17 million a month. Playing big is the little bits of things you say yes to and other choices you don't do and other choices you say yes to and other emails you don't even answer. I tell you what, if it takes you 20 minutes to answer an email, that's the wrong person to be playing with. If it's a yes, let's go, let's do this. I mean, Keisha, when you and I email, do we sit there and think about it? Oh, my gosh. Yes, let's do this. No, I don't have time. Okay, that sounds great. Okay, let's get together. Okay, that sounds good. Oh, the energy's not here. Okay, perfect. That's how we are, right? Totally. And have, totally. You, have you played with the other people and they send you a note and you sit there? What is she I trying do. to say yeah. to me? And there's all this lace in crap that you can't figure out. And these are like relatively cool people. With you, they have some weird shit, weird stuff going. And so what you want to do is just start clearing your life of moments like that that are time sucks. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, that's, that's those choices of playing big. And that's the releasing of judgment. It's like it's very funny. And that's a love affair with yourself, right? Yeah. Yeah, and just going back to that trip to L.A., I like to leave at 4 a.m. I get there around 9 or 10. My kids have slept until 8. We stop. We have about an hour breakfast. I let them do their kid thing, run around, and they'll testify to this, you know? <laughs> and then we get, we get to the hotel by 11. Everybody else doesn't get there till 7, right? We get there at 11. We swim all afternoon. We're all joyful. <laughs> well, hey! I love that. I mean, that's how we travel. And that's being, like, in the space. And that way, then, if there is something on I-5 or something, it doesn't keep us from getting to our tournament, you know? Totally. It's like, because we've, we've kind of cushioned ourselves with space and time, and then it's it, we've gotten the vehicle ready, so it's got gas in it, and its insurance is paid. And, right? It's like... Even if you don't get the sticker on the back fix, you could get pulled over six or seven times by well-meaning police who want you to get the sticker fixed. And mm -hmm. it's like even that is playing small. It's not hysterical. It's like it's not what we think it is. That. Yeah, because it, it it's a way that we keep ourselves like pinned in. <laughs> so perfectly. That's just a beautiful way to talk about that and a beautiful point to make about it. Um, Thank you for that. Wow. <laughs> it's the little things you do each day that keep, you could just kind of keep self-checking. Like, um, you know, I, I, Keisha, I sat there, like, you read my bio and I sound so awesome, but I'm like, how many times have I not said yes? Or how many times have I played small? I mean, what would my bio look like then, right? It's like, right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, how much better and bigger could it be if I hadn't made those, you know, detours which I keep saying <laughs> to make? <laughs> it's just this thing we find.
find really fun, apparently, because <laughs> we all do that. <laughs> but that's like that's yeah. the affair, because you know, like the energy of an affair, like it's exciting because it's something you're doing that you're not supposed to do, you know. And there's that that sort of like phase for some people. It's a phase for some people. It lasts a long time, but there's like that phase when you're like you're kind of like having the distraction more than you're choosing to have what is real and true for you. Because you're not really, like, in this case, real and true for us could be what do you desire? Like, you're you're talking about playing big is those moments that you're choosing to, like, take care of you, the moments you're choosing to speak up for you, um, uh-huh. the, moment, the moment you're choosing to create a, an ease in your life. And so right. it's interesting how we have this fascination with um like we step out on ourselves we just we do that it's just this weird cool funky bizarre thing that we do. <laughs> i think it is anyway <laughs> nobody else has to think that but i find it fascinating you know and there's no right or wrong way to do this so yeah well and and i think you know when you talked earlier about um the the ways that it can be like locking it in can can be very different than we expect, you know. Even like uh, um, even like if it seems really good, like doing this or that, that seems really good or it seems really exciting. It was funny. I this I don't know why this is showing up in my head, but I'll just say it. Like I'd written this bio for a project that Keisha and I are going to announce shortly, and I looked at it today, and it was seriously pompous. And I went, oh, my gosh, that is not my energy. Like, whose energy is in that bio? Because I mentioned stuff. It wasn't my normal bio. I think I wrote it, like, on a, I think I got to a crunch and didn't have access to my old bio, and that was awesome. And I chose this like, weird stuff to say, like, I mentioned that, like, Jack Canfield endorsed my book, Happiness Quotations, in my bio. And... I mean, that is a really cool thing, you know, mm-hmm. but but who cares? I mean, that was six years ago, and I'm doing a lot of really cool stuff now that's really different than that, and the energy of that whole bio, I swear to gosh, like was a, it felt like a rock, like it felt heavy, and I went, I went like, how did that, play? And, 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 it, and, and when you read it, it doesn't sound awful, you know, like she went to UC Davis or whatever, like all the crazy cool stuff that I did for whatever reason. I went to a school for engineers, and that was really interesting. I was the only creative person in the whole place, and so that was kind of interesting, right? Like, oh, let's go somewhere where everyone judges you and you don't fit in. (laughs) And then instead of getting straight A's, which you've gotten your whole life, let's get C's because everyone else is really good at, oh, my gosh, I took this basic computer class. They sent you home with Pascal coding. I'm like, Pascal coding? I don't even know what that is. And he's like, here's a really easy assignment. And he gives, he puts some gobbledygook up on the board. And I'm in, I'm in ninth grade college, like freshman, right? And I, I'm looking at the board going, what language is that? And all the engineers around me are going, oh, <laughs> that looks like fun. Yeah, we'll get that. <laughs> They're all like joyful. Oh, he, he gets me. And I'm like, what planet did I land on? <laughs> what was I possibly thinking? 
Like, I do have a brain that gets stuff, but not that stuff. So I went somewhere where, like, I honestly couldn't have fit in less. <laughs> you have created a most interesting life in America. <laughs> oh, my God. Five years of WCF. <laughs> and it does make a great story, if nothing else. myself more as wrong than going to that college. <laughs> everywhere. 
<laughs> and I'm like, really poor white people. This is really fun. I'm sorry. <laughs> that I'm from Paul also. I don't stand out much. <laughs> but and everything I'm, happened in Yuba, right? <laughs> I'm, I'm single and I'm like, basically no one lives there in their 20s and 30s. Basically what they do, they leave. Once yeah. they're teens, they leave. Then they come back with their families when they want to buy a big place or live on the ranch. It's all farming. <laughs> I remember I'm driving up the road. I get to the courthouse. It was like in this little town. I can't remember the name of it. And I'm up on up five, and there's all these tires everywhere. It's like the strangest area. So I drive into the courthouse. The entry has a washer dryer. I don't know why. <laughs> That's the room you walk into to get into the courthouse. Uh, Calusa is called that. I walk in and there's these old guys sitting there kind of on the washer dryer. And they go, I heard the bee was coming today. I go, really? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Like, wow. oh, my gosh. And then my stories were judged. Um, I had to write about this community that ha had nothing in common with it. It was aesthetically compared to Tahoe, like, hideous. <laughs> no stars go to you. The city, by the way. And... But, you know, I got to the B, right? Like, it was, like, on the outside, like, I got to the B, like, that was the should, that was, like, the supposed to, that was, uh, right? Like, if we look back, like, in staying small versus being big, if I'd stayed in Tahoe, which was a little paper, what if that, right, had connected me to people that were more, I mean, it's so interesting, like, you can always say what if, but I went the way, route of, like, the should, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and it took me to Yuba City, which was kind of like that story we did about getting stuck on I-5. <laughs> yeah, and it ended up really disgusting. I think I'll share it with your readers. My, on, on my last, like, leg of not quite quitting but wanting to quit, um, there was a murder on my birthday. Oh, my God. Yeah. And check this out. I'm, I lived in this... I live in actually a really big place. But anyways, this kid's car breaks down on my front yard, and he turns out to be a witness in it. And it was this big, weird story. And right after that, I called my editor from Tahoe. I mean, from, uh, yeah, Tahoe. And she had moved down to Santa Barbara. And I said, Linda, get me out of here. <laughs> and, and, and that's what I did. I moved to Santa Barbara. It was beautiful. So I went from there to Santa Barbara. So uh, it, it ended up happy, and that's where I met uh, a really cool person. So yeah, but yeah, wow. you just did. Oh my gosh, yeah. Wow. Oh my god. I'm you sure it has a woman. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah. Well, this is a perfect place to take our next break, <laughs> so I can laugh a little more and not like the death of the people on the radio. Thank you, thought your life sucks. <laughs> I'm guessing you didn't have to live there. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay, so when we come back, we have something really awesome.
awesome to be talking about, even more so awesome than what we're talking about. It's a really cool project that Erica is working on, and it's about to be birthed into the world, and we're very excited to be able to talk about it. When we get back, you're listening to Living Well here on A2Zen.fm. I'm Keisha Clark with Erica Blessing today, and we'll be back for more of our love affair with judgment right after this. <laughs> Have you begun to ask yourself what you truly desire to create in your life? What if you being willing to embody abundant living was the key to your wealth and to creating greater in your life? And what if that could also be the invitation for more people to be willing to embody abundant living? Would that be a contribution to you and your body and to other people and their bodies? And might that also create more in the future? Join Keisha Clark Empowerment Agent and the host of Living Well Radio Show to discover, uncover, and crack open the wealth of possibilities you are every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Central, 9 a.m. Mountain, and 8 a.m. Pacific on A2Zen.fm. What if there's nothing wrong with you? What if you're far greater than you've ever given yourself credit for? What if it's time to know the gift and the contribution you are to the world? and to like yourself a lot more. Hi, my name is Dane here. 13 years ago, I started to truly ask questions. Actually, I started to be the question, and everything changed for me. Asking questions opens doors to infinite possibilities. And it's not about finding the answer. It's about being the question, always. What I'm inviting you to step into is something that Einstein, Marie Curie, Newton, Da Vinci, Gandhi, Picasso, and Aristotle all knew to be true. What if no question is too big or too small? What if anything is possible for you? What if together we could create a kinder, gentler, happier world? Is now the time? Go to beingyouclass.com and sign up for a free video series, My Gift to You. beingyouclass.com What if you, truly being you, are the gift and change this world requires? beingyouclass.com How much of your life are you truly living? Are you creating your life in celebration of your strengths and capabilities? What would your life be like if you were choosing the abundance of possibilities of you now? Connect with Keisha Clark, your Living Well Empowerment Agent now for a different perspective on creating the life you truly desire to be living. Call in with your questions in the U.S. 815-880-8255 In Canada at 613-800-8736 in the UK at 033-0001-0625, by Skype at a2zen.fm, or by emailing Keisha at livingwellnow at gmail.com. Now, back to our show. <laughs> okay, I've been able to take a breath. <laughs> Welcome to the next segment of Living Well here on a2zen.fm. And, wow, I am talking today with Erica Glessing about our love affair with judgment. And it's really amazing how, you know, on this show we talk about all things related to living from in, as, and from the willingness to embody abundant living. And judgment certainly is one of those um, potential challenges, I guess you could say, to are we going to choose to live the fullness, are we going to choose to embody the fullness of our abundance? And I love the points you've been making. Our abundance can show up in so many different ways. Um, and, and our awareness of our abundance can show up in so many different ways. Um, and so there is something that you abundantly do. You put 
books into the world in a way that I've never seen anybody do. And <laughs> for better and, words. <laughs> and they're amazing. You bring these groups of people together and create wow. these beautiful, beautiful um creations and they definitely oh take on their own um life their own desires their own sort of path that they want to be out in the world and it's been really a, a privilege and a pleasure to witness that um and to also be a part of that in your, your first the first book that i participated in was i'm having it and now i am actually participating in another project with you and so would you mm-hmm. is it time to reveal uh begin to reveal a new possibility coming into the world a new thing to play with that you're doing well i want to thank you Jeanette. i am still stunned that the the gorgeousness of the authors that come into happy publishing and one of the things that i remember i was sitting i had i met a woman in a group um a a woman's group uh, like a phone women's group so we didn't know each other we what we looked like or anything or where we were from and she was flying from uh canada to marin county and i had never met her so i said well you know why don't i pick you up at the airport and take you to your hotel she had a past weekend. It turned out she was in Access Consciousness, and this was a couple of years ago. And I had, had been really struggling with building Happy Publishing because I like to do things custom, mm-hmm. and everybody wants you to cookie cutter. Not everybody, but people get really comfortable when you put on your website like your pricing and your this and your that and how you do this, how you do mm-hmm. that, you know, how you get in, how I publish you. Well. That never really worked for me because some people require different packages than others and some people require more editing than others and mm-hmm. some people require no hand-holding at all and basically email you the book. <laughs> and you get to, you know, and it's like I get to put my publisher house on it and it's like done. Other people I need to, one of the most beautiful books I published last year was a, a solo book called Vulnerability as the Road to Change. Right, for team at my garage. And we got together, and it was just like we could feel the kundalini in our bodies just, like, vibrate. And so the package I gave to her is not what I would give. Like, the contracts are pretty similar in that it's a, you know, soup to nuts. So it's like whatever you need to whatever you need so that we have a book in our hands that we love. And so I do... um get so blessed, but I basically took the company outside of my body and then I asked it what it needed and what it required. And I didn't take it as like Erica, like I took it as Happy Publishing, like as an entity with its own consciousness and its own beingness. And so in November 2014, it said, I want... (laughs) <laughs> it said, what would it be like? I don't know what it said exactly because, you know, it's, like, it's still working on language. Right. Right. It's not very old, so it's like still kind of baby talk. But it showed me um, images of lots of number one best-selling authors. And I went, oh, no, that's too hard. Oh, what if I fail? So I had a book coming out already, and and, and it was called Manifest Change. It was in 2014. And I I turned around and none of the authors had come into it with best-selling in their head. And I said, what if we tried? So we made, uh, we got up to number 6,600 
that day um, on our launch day. And so I was like, yeah, see, see, it doesn't work, right? Oh. But, but then Happy Publishing said, uh, no, uh, we want to be number one best-selling, and you just didn't tell all those authors ahead of time. So nobody had everything in alignment, and so it just couldn't turn quick enough. Right, and not everybody was engaged with the concept of that, and so there wasn't enough life force for that to show up, and it was still a gorgeous book, but then in 2015, basically, it was just like bestseller, 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 bestseller. <laughs> Every single book started generating that, and actually, the third book of 2015 pulled number one and two up, because number one and two haven't quite gotten it clear, because I was still you know, uh, integrating that concept mm -hmm. into the publishing house and focusing our energy like that. And then what happened, it was so fun, is that really it started taking off and other people started publishing books and becoming number one best-selling authors. And being in these kind of crazy professions that are really hard to define, like I talk to spirits, I'm not joking, I do. And yeah. like how you know, that's like that that really goes up against my U C Davis choices, right? Like how do I navigate <laughs> I talk to dead uh, mostly R and B singers. <laughs> you know, I got a lot of Michael Jackson messages, I get Luther Vandross messages, I get Tupac messages sometimes, I get like crazy um, Whitney messages, any kind of yeah. that energy, I'm able to tap into that. Like, that's my space. And so um, that's really challenging for me to define. So, But if I say I'm a number one best-selling author, it's kind of like being rich. Like, then you can be as eccentric as you like. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what the gift that Happy Publishing wanted to do. And so I, I went, okay. So I, like, just got out of the way, basically. I mean, mm -hmm. I just got out of the way. And then I just ask every book, like, what would it like and what will it take? And the books come up with some crazy things they want me to do. But mm -hmm. when I say yes, then it works. And when I say no, well, I don't say no anymore. Because <laughs> it's like, why? <laughs> that was that was really fun. So Keisha and I, and actually Carol, who's behind the scenes here, is also part of this book, um, wrote a gorgeous chapter that's just amazing. And the book is called, um, you know, Drumroll. <laughs> uh, the book is called The Power of Releasing Judgment. And it's uh, Corey Michelle, uh, Rebecca Holtz. It's got some really fun amazing energy. Yeah. yeah. Erica James. Awesome. Yeah. yeah, it's just Bettina did the cover. It's an original painting by Bettina oh. that she wrote from that expansive space. I mean, she painted. And uh, her chapter is number one. And every single chapter you could almost have as a book, I feel like, with this one. Yeah. 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 Yeah, the power of releasing judgment. Um, we're in the final proofing right now, so we're looking at being on Amazon. Uh, uh, we're looking at uh, around March 7th for the launch, March-ish. Those are always <laughs> a little bit flexible till they're in our hands. And uh, we're going to have some really amazing launch activities that, oh, we're cooking up now, right, Keisha? <laughs> <laughs> Something so 
pervasive and so that so permeates our lives. And like I said, it's it's not always a what we could call bad or negative thing. It's just it's always there. And as as I become more aware of how much judgment is present, whether I'm loving something or not loving something, it's amazing to me. It really, really is. Um, so when we get the the when the book launches, you can also find the link to purchase the book on this page, uh, this replay page for those of you who are listening yep. after March. Yeah, we'll, we'll put it on. Actually, as soon as it's available on Amazon, Keisha will just sneak the link right in. And as an honor to everyone who is in minute fifty four of this, <laughs> anyone who's anyone who's lasted into this, we will we will give them the Amazon link early. Yes. Yay! Yes. And if you play with us on Facebook, which I know a lot of you already do, and if you don't already, you can look Erica Glessing up on Facebook, as also you can look Living Well with Keisha up on Facebook. We'll be doing our promotions on Facebook as well. So you'll get lots of ways that you can find out how and when and where to play with us and purchase. Yeah, but aren't you doing something fun? Aren't you doing something fun? What are you We're doing? We're doing something fun, <clears throat> and it'll be announced when the time comes <laughs> for that. <laughs> so it actually, it's, I'm so glad just I'm, I first I want to say thank you before I'm going to tell folks a little bit about what's coming up next month, but thank you, Erica, for this possibility, for the many possibilities we get to play, and for all that you are choosing and doing and being in the world. Thank you. <laughs> and how does Aww. it get again? <laughs> I know. I'm having so much fun. Yay. Let's just let's keep choosing that, shall we? <laughs> um, Publishing so we have some very fun things happening in the next month on this show. To celebrate the coming of spring, the show has asked me to do something different. So we're going to have a different kind of conversation, four of them at least, and we're going to start it off mm -hmm. next Friday talking with Melissa Yelenich all about sex and having sex with and all of the different things coming up around sex. So it's this waking up, this coming into, this choosing more of and acknowledging of the things outside of what sex has been defined to be that we're going to be playing with and exploring. And uh, you are welcome to join those shows. You're welcome to bring your comments and your questions, of course, in the chat room as always. Or you can always um, email them or put them in on, on my Facebook page, Living Well with Keisha. And I'm also running a quick special for the next four days through February 29th. The link will also be on this replay page. You can actually purchase a session with me to be used any time in the month of March. And if you purchase it by February 29th, you will actually get it for $44. So it's a quick spring sale special, and I would love to see you sometime in March. And thank you so much for coming to play today. How does it get even better? How can we choose more for us and have a fabulous week, everybody? <laughs> Thank you, Erica. Thank you for listening in today to Living Well with your host, Keisha Clark. You are invited to join us every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Central, 9 a.m. Mountain, and 8 a.m. Pacific on A2Zen.fm. In the meantime, what would it take for you to be choosing more?